0: Since we, um, you know, delayed the show 24 hours to kind of give ourselves uh, a little bit of a reprieve as opposed to just coming on after the we got our doors blown off by the stars at home last night and just bitch for an hour about everything that's wrong with the team we figured we'll take the night off, we'll come in today with clearer heads. But yet I feel that we're gonna spend <laughs> the next hour bitching about this team. We
1: to go with about forty five minutes of bitching and fifteen minutes of, you know, covering some other shit.
0: All right. Well that sounds good. Uh we're the Uncle Puckers, Dan, Chris, Bobby, uh here with you this evening on Sunday night. Um how's how's everybody doing? Everybody have a good weekend? Yeah. Better week than there. the devils?
2: Better than the devils. Yeah. Devils had a bad weekend.
0: Sure. So we're gonna jump into the game, the Dallas game, uh, a bunch of stuff um, that we got to get into. We'll talk about the Columbus game, uh, you know, the four one win, um, and yeah. we'll go from there. But then you said you had something, to, uh, to, uh, an email. Oh yeah, well we're yeah, and this
2: was you know responding with, uh, to uh, the last night's game. So you know if it's full of well, it'll speak for itself. Uh, this is from. Um, uh, a listener who uh, named Michael DeCaro who writes, uh, well, here's the uh, title of it, Forget Mad or Disappointed, I'm Embarrassed. So we did have a show that we titled uh, I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Disappointed, I think it was. Yes. Yep. And that was following not the Montreal Columbus game, game, but, yeah, the Montreal game. And uh, he writes, uh, what are we even doing? There's a bunch <laughs> of question marks and exclamation points in there. One of the all-time devil's greats finally get some well-deserved recognition and we put up an effort that's so absolutely mortifying that the organization should be asking a sergey asking sergey if he wants them a makeup ceremony getting run over <laughs> for six booed off the ice in your own building and in your own crowd feeling obliged to apologize to the guest of honor with a sorry sergey chant this might be one of the devil's all-time low moments i was with you on rough has to go mo- movement but this post game has me thinking writing to you is not enough. I need to write Harris and Blitzer too. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know how you can say the take always the takeaways from the game are uh, to move on and say that the lesson is that we created good opportunities early, but we have to learn not to be discouraged and break down when it doesn't go our way. The real lesson should be that we're not accepting any more excuses No more talk of injuries, goaltending, defense, schedules, etc. We've won one back-to-back all season. Aside from the power play, we have not looked good or ready to play all season. And with the exception of McLeod, everyone from last season is playing worse than last year. That's an effort and motivation issue. When I heard Lou fired... Lambert for a while yesterday. I thought, with all due respect, coaching isn't the real issue for the Islanders. It's the mediocre, expensive, past its prime talent, propped by elite goaltending that you've put together, Lou. But the more I reflect on it, the more I respect his audacity to say no no excuses, and I won't sit here and continue to tolerate substandard results while I'm in charge. Ultimately, I don't think coaching changes, coaching change solves the Islanders' issues, but I'm trying to steer the ship. But trying to steer the ship away instead of watching it run to the iceberg is what the captain is supposed to do. Our coaching is out of a plan and answers if it ever had any. Our team isn't playing for each other and looks uninspired. And we, the fans, are tired of it and turning and tuning out. If this isn't lost already, we're on the verge of losing this season. Fitz, the time to to channel your inner Lou was yesterday. And we're waiting. So.
0: He had okay, a lot well, to say there. I thought it was worth competing you know, for him on the show. And he's absolutely correct, 100% across the board. Now, if he's younger, uh, one of the fans in, in the younger generations, he, he might not remember that Lula Morella has done this before. He did yeah. it in 2000. He fired Robbie Faturak in March, uh, about a month before the season ended, brought in Larry Robinson, and the Devils went on to win the Stanley Cup. I'm not saying Patrick Waugh going to do that, the Islanders. But the one point that he made that I actually wanted to bring up to you guys, it is now time for Tom Fitzgerald to act. Enough of this nonsense. Like, I don't understand. I'm so tired of hearing people say, oh, the Devils overachieved last year. No, they didn't over-fucking-achieve like, last year. They're underachieving this year. Yeah. There's a difference. Last year was the real Devil team. Okay, we've seen what these guys can do. They're so freaking good. They're so talented. Something's not. And they got better on paper. Uh, paper, They got better. And I get it. You know, Meyer hasn't really fit in yet, but sure. you know what? You better fucking figure it out, Lindy, because you got him for eight years. He's going to be here longer than you. Um, we, we are now in a point where we can't score goals. So Lindy rough puts a, a good goal scorer that we have one of our top guys on the fourth line with bullshit 10 minutes a night. Um, and, and then wants to just kind of blow smoke up his ass every time he's out there and just, you know, either, oh, he had a great game. We're still going to relegate him the fourth line. You know, we love how he played against Columbus, but we're not going to give him any more ice time. Um, but there's so much there. He's right. Tom Fitzgerald, you did all this stuff at the end of the season, uh, in the offseason last year. Everybody went on about what a great offseason Tom Fitzgerald and the Devils had. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, did you just – Hang up your GM hat in October and you're not going to do anything now? Like, dude, you're still running this team 40-something games in, and this is what we get? every single. Okay, you went out and you beat Columbus. whoop fucking Let's throw a parade. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be beating the teams like Dallas or at least staying with them. Last night, Michael's right. Like, it was embarrassing. I don't know how else you can say to, to, to describe that game. It was freaking embarrassing. Definitely a low
2: point. Definitely, I thought, maybe the low point in the season. Not that Dallas isn't a good team, but just that you weren't even competitive with them.
0: Now, I have a question for you, Dan, the resident goalie of this podcast. And, you know, to the layman watching that game last night, I can't fault Nico Dawes for any one of those six goals. Am I, to me, it was just defensive breakdowns, and the guy had absolutely no chance on him. Am I wrong about that?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think that's a fair assessment. And, you know, that's why I think when we saw Dawes come in and he made a difference in a few games, that wasn't imagined either. But the amount of games that this team can give a goalie that he can steal for them is uh, not where it should be either. So I was worried about how much difference a goalie can make. And, you know, yeah, you think, said that. You know, that's one of the problems we have is that the. The whole team and with the effort it's giving, I don't really care who your goalie is. It's not gonna, it's not gonna really uh, change the direction of this team. It's gotta be a bigger change than that. Now, sometimes though, you know, I get it. You get a hot goalie in, and the team just needs that little extra lift, and it can make a huge difference. I didn't think that's where we were. I think our problems are deeper. I think our problems they seem to go away when we have a couple of good games, but we're far from being that team that can do anything in the playoffs we really are um uh, and you know can it get going yes it's time running out absolutely i definitely don't see this team becoming a serious playoff team the way it is right now and i don't know what it's going to take to change um so you know our guy writes in what we've been saying you know like then maybe fitzgerald's got to consider the, the coaching move and i think definitely has to be considered. But. um I I have doubts. I have doubts about any one thing solving it for this team this year. It, it is a big mess that they've gotten themselves into.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's the one constant we've shared as a group all year. When, when you do have a lot of people on edge emotionally, they got a lot invested in the team. So some people will just have their one horse. They're going to die on, you know, it's the goaltending or the offensive defense. We've been pretty fair at saying it's pretty much a little bit of everything we 've kind of maintained that the whole way. we know which holes are worse of course um, but no one thing fixes this like to Dan's point I'm watching Dawes and you know this morning I was thinking how oh, he's come back down to earth a little bit and then I realized no not really he was still making those one or two great saves he had to make to keep us in the games but he just can't do it forever just like you said you can't you can't leave him out to dry that often and expect him to do it every night and then he get exposed got exposed like any other goaltender. So there is a a ton of problems. And then to Chris's point, um, if if nothing else, you know, Fitzgerald, can we hear from you? Like, let's just let's know what you're thinking. Come out and say this is unacceptable. You know, let us know that it isn't just, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, we did. We overachieved. Yeah, we don't care what happens this year as long as we are good next year, because I don't believe that to be true. Um, He is the top manager here. And if, if you look at the team like a business. Obviously, it is a business, but in any organization, you have that top leadership structure on down. And when things aren't working, you don't have a finite amount of time to figure it out. You, you have to or you do have a finite amount of time. Actually, you know, you've got a window here where you're halfway through the season. Yep. Um, so sometimes the hard decisions do need to be made. Now, I am probably the one along with Tony who the last to advocate a coaching change. I'm not saying I'm there yet.
0: But what is it going to take to get you there? No, you can't fire twenty guys that are playing. Exactly, running out of other moves to make. Right, that part a little
1: bit wrong because actually, what I what I mean to say is that at this point, if I were in charge, even though I do not think that this is all on Lindy, it becomes that same structure. You can't fire all your employees. It has to be taken from the leadership down. The system problem that we have, the lack of execution, and I'm not talking about the beginning of last night's game. They came out fiery again. All of a sudden, we couldn't finish. Right? Is that just making Wedgewood look like a god, doing all that again? Um, but they're just making so many mistakes. They're they're not they're not great with the puck when they first get. It. They're not getting out of the zone clean. They're soft on the boards. They're throwing it to the middle of the ice. There's just so many problems now. I mean, honestly. I didn't want to change a coach because I felt like if you're going this far into the last few years trying to build a system to play a certain way, I just didn't know that there was going to be that much of a benefit to it. That's the honest truth. But at this point, could it be any worse? So it might just be we
0: need a new voice. I, last year, last summer, uh, really thought that Tom Fitzgerald should have gotten an award for what he did in the off season. Well, which is all. This is why we don't give awards away in the off season because you know we see the result of those moves. But and I like most of his moves. I'm not anti. I've heard. I've heard some shit about you know Timo and the contract and we should have kept Zetterlund. Look, we have Timo Meyer. He's a bona fide power forward. We have him for eight years. He is going to be an integral part of this team.
2: Any team right. with the
0: with the position to pick him up and lock him up the way
2: we did would have done it. I, I think the move is solid. Has the move panned out? No, it hasn't. Not uh, yet. I, but you know, it may still and I and sometimes good moves don't
0: get good results. I get it. There's a there is a X factor there that you can't account for. But I'm not gonna blame Tom Fitzgerald on that. I, I right. have one major issue with Tom Fitzgerald in the offseason, and when it happened, I was vocal about it.
1: Losing our assistant coach.
0: You let Andrew Burnett walk out of that building. Now, when you hired him, we were all super excited that he was going to be the assistant coach. And it looked like the normal succession plan. Okay. Lindy Ruff is getting old. Uh, He's been coaching since like, you know, 1993, for Christ's sakes. Like we figured, okay, he'd probably either move to the front office or he'd take a step back once these guys are pretty much developed. And Burnett steps in and takes his team uh going forward now Burnett wanted a head coaching job you didn't you weren't well you because of the season we had last year they extend lindy ruff okay you should have offered you should have made an offer to Burnett. like look what's nashville paying you to be the head coach we'll pay you that to be the assistant stick okay. around and let um, me know you're, you're the successor like, yeah we the want Here's you the
1: concrete plan exactly now you step in or whatever you had a yeah. guy
2: that and if for got, some reason it wasn't him they didn't like him they had a problem with whatever the problem he had in Florida whatever it was they could have brought somebody in to do that but we don't really have a successor that was no. not really the move that was made
0: no and Travis green is not the answer um I, I like Travis green but he's not the answer uh, and then you know back to the email that Michael wrote before like for people that don't know, People that are you know twenties, mid twenties, early thirties that didn't watch Sergey Breland mm-hmm. play, we watched him every, well, pretty much every game this guy has ever played. We've watched it. Yep. We've talked about Sergey Breland on this show from day one. He's one of the all time greatest Devils. We
1: didn't need retrospective to know he was the unsung hero. We knew that as we were watching him. Like
0: absolutely, time. absolutely, and on a night that you know, he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves. He's so right, Michael, when he wrote that, like, this is the effort you put out there. It couldn't have this been is, worse kind of is, example of what he wasn't. <laughs> like you go back to last year. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. It was, we just watched a whole ceremony about how great this guy was, what a team player he was, how yeah. it didn't matter what Position you put him in, he was going to excel. Whether you want him on the first line, the fourth line, power play, penalty kill, doesn't matter. This guy was going to excel, and we basically said we're going to play exactly the opposite of how Sergei Breland played. This we're going to give you
1: five minutes of our best hockey, and if that doesn't work, we're just going to lay down,
0: right? And that's the problem, right? They did. They laid down last night, and they left fucking Nico Dawes out out to dry. Like this guy is, this kid is giving you a chance each and every night. And this is seriously the response. And I, I get it. I, I, it. It is a leadership thing. And yes, there are some problems. I, I question Nico Heischer and his captaincy. I question the veterans in that locker room right now, but mostly I question Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff because this season up till now, 42 or 43 games in, is just unacceptable. It's embarrassing. And uh, unless you make a change, right? We all know the definition of insanity. Like if nothing fucking changes, this is going to keep happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so layered, right? You're talking about guys that aren't playing up to their potential for long enough where you have to question why, really, why are you using them wrong? Um, You know, all all those types of things. And, And it's just getting to the point where, I think Dan said it, right? You're just, you're going to run out of time
0: and you just have to make the decision. Something does have to change. And drastically. this is like, I honestly think these next three games, okay. The champs coming into the building tomorrow. You're going to Carolina to play one of the hottest, best teams in the league. The team that knocked you out of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So if you are not fired up for well, that, shame on you. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Just the perennial fucking Eastern Conference champs. They're there every year. They're Yeah, they're not what they used to be, but they're still the Tampa Bay Lightning. Three really, really tough games against seasoned teams that know how to win. If the Devils run off three in a row and look like world beaters in these next three games before the All-Star break, maybe, and very, very slightly, maybe I will give... Lindy Ruff the reprieve, but this is the time to fire him. You have, you can get rid of him. Even if you want to wait until after the Tampa game on Sunday, Saturday, and then you cut ties with him. You have a week off. I know that all the guys are going away. They go on vacations. They go to the islands except Jack, cause he's healthy enough to play in the all-star game, but that's great for him. Um, but everybody else will be doing their thing. But you still have quite a few days that you can get these guys in the building and you can get practices going and you could implement your system. This is the time to do it. It's a lot easier to do it now than it is, you know, in the middle of a, you know, five-game road trip and things like that. Like, now you can actually bring your guy in, get a few practices in, and take this. say, okay, the season starts now, December 6th. I mean, February 6th, rather, is our next game after the All-Star break. And you move forward and you see what happens. If you want to make a change at the end of the year and you want to bring somebody else in, but something's got to get done now. Uh, And this is the perfect time. And anybody that thinks that they're going to go out there, these next three games and look like world beaters, maybe we'll get them for one game where they'll win one. But I I think this week it can be seriously the, we thought they hit rock bottom, but this will be like the rockiest rock bottom after this. This is the point in the season where it's not crazy to predict three losses. No. No. No, it's not. Yeah. Nice segue, Dan. We do have our predictions from last week. How about we touch on those? Let's
1: touch
0: on See where everybody was. We'll start with Tony, who's not here tonight. Um, he said that Nico Heischer will lead the Devils in points this week. And uh, whenever you're ready for the ding-ding.
1: Ding, ding. I don't hear it. We did it. You hear it. Yeah, I we didn't hear it. Why? Why am I not hearing? it? I'll give it? you the
0: thumbs up when I hear this. All, ding. Right. all right, all right, that's fine. As long as you guys are hearing it. Uh-huh. So he got that one right. Um, with with a whopping three points, he led this team. Three points in four in four games. Three points. He that's said it. that the Devils will score two or more goals in each of those games. Did that make the buzzing sound? That did. Why is this? Why am I not hearing this? Uh, Did hang on one something? second, guys. I just want to check something. Can you hear this? No. No, you didn't hear that. I heard you tap something. Okay. Sorry. And that's so weird. All right. And then he said that the Devils will beat the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Didn't Not hear only, that either. Didn't hear that either. There it is. Now hear it. All right, you know what? We're, I'm going to just do... I'm going to go, eh, or... Ding, yeah. ding. Okay. That okay, that's a lot better. And not only do we not beat Boston, we couldn't score a goal. Hey, everyone. Mr. Devil said here, Danico, that Mark Andre Fleury will be second all-time in wins You're week. listening ding, to the Uncle Puckers of Jersey Mark Devils Mark podcast with Chris, Dan, Dan, Bobby, and Tony,
2: the Uncle, Uncle Puckers. So Let's go, Devils. And there is a
0: lot of talk about possibly Mark Andre Fleury coming over to Jersey. With Dan, I think you would... Like being I would love fucking that. heaven, right? Yeah, look, I, I don't think it's gonna necessarily fix the team, but who doesn't want,
2: you know, him on your team? He's just fun. He's a, I, he's I agree. a great goalie to watch. I would love to see it. I would
1: love to take a dollars too, helping him out. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Bobby said the Devils will go three and one.
1: And Yeah. Let's stop rooting for them to win.
0: And then Bobby said that the New Jersey Devils will not announce their stadium jerseys this week. Ding ding. Nice That's a nice, nice check down for you there. I said that Nico Dawes will shut out the Montreal Canadiens, and eh. I said the Devils will go four and zero this week. Eh. <laughs> wow! I said that Timo, this is a bad beat. Timo Meyer will return for the Dallas Stars game. Eh. He, he returned for the specific. Montreal game. Yeah, yeah I went. I went for the hat trick.
1: Not sure if he was ready, but we'll see.
0: Dan, I mean, if you would have said buy the Dallas Stars. Yeah, game, I I should he should have just said was going this for the hat, week. Yeah. A- Dan says three or more power play goals over the next four games. You said the Devils will get a shutout. (laughs) And you said that Nico Dawes will start two, at least two of the next four games. Ding, ding. He got three of the starts.
2: Yeah.
0: Which is exactly what we wanted to see. And before we do our predictions for this coming week, let me just ask you guys a question. Um, You go back to Dawes tomorrow night, right? Like you, you can't, you can't ruin this kid. Right. And he had this, you know, with the team playing the way they did in front of him. Like you got to get him right back out there. Am I wrong?
2: I would like to, that's the, that's the right, right move to make. Yeah. Uh, who knows what they're going to do. Uh, you know, I, it sucks because you don't want to see him start wearing that around his neck, that his goals against is slipping, his save percentage is slipping and all that. Other, Cause it is. That's what happens when you play in front of the team. He's a
1: very confident guy, and hopefully, that's just not surface level, so that, you know, something like this just to make sure he keeps that confidence because he deserves to have that confidence. He also deserves to have the net, and this is literally a must win game. He's our best goalie right now. He's got to play.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so we got the VGK coming into our building at The Rock tomorrow night, which I will be at. So I think I'm sitting at like the 234 section. So, anybody wants an Uncle Pucker sticker, find me. at Carolina on Thursday night and then at Tampa Bay on Saturday night before the All-Star break. Tony uh, emailed in his predictions. He says that the Devils will pick up four out of these out of six possible points this year. This week, rather. He says that the Devils will win one of the next three games in overtime. And that Holtz will pick up four points over the next three games. Wow. Those are Tony's. And now we'll go to Bobby. What's your first prediction for next week?
1: Well, given the cannon we're seeing from the blue line from Miller at 102.5 miles per hour, I'm going to say that he gets a power play goal this week.
0: You do know Lindy Ruff coaches his team, right? I do, yes. Okay. I'm
1: going, <laughs> it's going to be a rough week for me.
0: <laughs> so Colin Miller will get a power play point. That's Unless what you're a power saying? A goal. Oh, a power play goal. Yeah. Okay. I like that. He, I think he should be on the power play more. I mean,
1: if you don't give him a chance, more chance
0: now. But like you said, it's Lenny Ruff we're talking about, so we'll figure it yep. out. Yep. And Dan, what is your first prediction?
2: You know, if there's one week to drop, the uh, Devils will get a shutout. Perennial loss, I take, uh, it'd be this week, right? I mean, do you think that this is a, there's a worse week for them to pick up a shutout? But I'm an idiot, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get that one out of the way right now.
0: Devils will get a shutout. I'll just write shutout. We all know what it is. Yeah. My first prediction is that Kevin Ball will score his first goal of the season this week. He has been kind of getting some opportunities lately and he's got a good I shot and I like him uh I like the way he's been playing lately. I uh, he's got
1: better hands than you would think too.
0: Yeah. He does a yeah, lot so a
1: lot of control.
0: I'll say that ball's gonna net one this week. Um Bobby, what is your second prediction?
1: Did we do all Tony Oh you did all Tony? Yeah, I read Tony's he, already he, he said they'll get at least four points.
0: Four out of six, yeah
1: because my next was going to be two wins and a loss. Can I, st- I can still do that because he can get four points and not have two wins.
0: And yeah. Loss. Sure. Okay. He'd so up, you're uh, going to say just two, one and oh over the next two three. One and oh. yep. Now, who do we beat and who do we lose to?
1: We are going to
0: beat- off the record, of course, yeah, off the
1: record. We are going to beat the Knights. We are going to lose Carolina and we are going to beat Tampa Bay. Hmm.
0: Okay. Dan, what is your second prediction of the evening? Um,
2: you know, I'm going to predict that somebody who's been a- out on injury will, uh, be re-injured during this next stretch. And Someone okay. who was
1: out and is now back is going to get yes. injured again. Okay. One of
2: injured. our many guys who are out Definitely. will have an injury and it won't be a new player who hasn't suffered injury this year. It'll be one of the guys who has been injured will also be injured and, and at least miss one game. Gotcha. I'm not saying he got a boo-boo. He's got to be injured and out for at least one game.
0: Gotcha. All right, so an injured devil will get re-injured and will miss at least one game.
2: I think that's, yeah. Okay. That's
0: the Tampa Bay Lightning game will be the last game Lindy Ruff coaches for the New Jersey Devils. That's mm, my second that's bald. prediction. That's bold. I'm
1: giving him the hat trick. I
0: I give you a hatty for that. All right, definitely. I'll take the hat
2: if you If you nail the game in which we yeah, fire Lindy.
1: Coach, that's definitely a, I might yeah, give him six points.
0: that that's yeah that's my second one bobby what is your third and final prediction for the week
1: just gonna flip the script on tampa bay we lost to them four to three we're gonna win four to three calling the score
0: devs beat bolts four to three okay dan what's your third and final prediction sir now this doesn't extend through the all-star game no, yeah. you can make it to the to the All-Star game. We're not going to do predictions again until the week before the the uh games. So, you're fine. If you want to put an All-Star prediction in, go for it.
2: To my uh never-ending disgust, Jack Hughes will win a a <laughs> some kind of competition, some kind of goofy f- fucking
0: – will win an event in
2: the skills event. competition. Yeah, exactly. When, you know, he hasn't played for a team in many oh, games. We're going to watch him Display yeah, now we gotta watch that gonna, fucking thing. Exactly, bin. he's
1: gonna win. I actually watch the skills competition and not the game usually. I throw them both on for my kid, but we enjoy watching the skills competition together and then like yeah. making some fake skills competition down the basement.
0: You know, Jack Hughes will win an event oh, yeah. in the Skills That Kills competition. I got it. All right, that that's gonna so annoy me if he doesn't make it back for one of these next three games, and then he's in there next week. I'm gonna be so fucking She's aggravated. Um, I will try and put a little bit of optimism into my predictions. Um, uh, My third and final prediction, the Devils will score two or more shorthanded goals this week. Okay. Two or more shorties this week. Um, And those are our predictions. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. Now.
1: And uh, just refresh. um, Where are the rankings on our our points?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. I'm
1: still last, I assume.
0: No, I'm last now. So yeah, all right. So Tony is in the lead with fourteen points. Dan is in second place with eleven points. I Bobby is that. in third point, third place rather, with eight points, and I'm in last place with seven points. I haven't gotten a point in about a month. So well, um, I good. put I put a, a quick little poll up on twitter last night during the game uh right at the, like the third period i was just annoyed we didn't get a lot of responses but i just asked you know as i watched this shit show versus stars another piss poor defensive showing no compete no finish same old same old i pose a simple question should the devils move on from rough and get another voice to lead this team 93 percent of respondents said yes 93 percent that's a pretty yeah. impressive number it how many people replied? Not a lot, I have to say. one of our, It was our least, what, it was like 50-something, 50 54 or something. Not a lot of people I was going to say, to get to all. an
2: odd number like 93, you had to have at least some it's amount of not, people. That's not, it's not terrible. No, but most that's a pretty good sample size.
1: Went right the by other, it because it's obvious <laughs> to them. Yeah. I mean, the
0: other polls that we have, you know, usually we get, you know, in the hundreds of people that, that uh, you know. Last it's year, hard though, after
2: watching that game. I know nobody, know. Everybody's tuning in during
1: that game.
0: People Mm -hmm, didn't have
1: time. X was exploding during that game. Like people didn't have time to digest their feed because it was just coming in so quick with basically angry rants. Yeah. You know, and again, the polarizing thing here is how many people are, you know, one side of the fence or the other. And a lot of people are still claiming it's the injuries, right, uh, that are kind of the number one reasons. These people, I think we all agree that the injuries, of course, are a factor like everything else. But it doesn't change the way they compete. The way they oh, play. And, and you're right. The underlying
0: problem, and I'm I, you know, I don't want to. The injuries are yes, they're there. We have to deal with it. But when we talked about this, Bobby, and I don't know if you were on the show, but when there they asked Lindy, Lindy Ruff was asked right at like the halfway point of the season, so maybe a week or week and a half ago, to summarize the first half of the season. Like, you know, what do you see? And his response was, "We've had a lot of injuries."
1: Yeah, I was not on that show. I did hear that. You heard that. I, I heard him say that. Yeah, like
0: this is what your head coach says. Like, let's never get the
1: heard a head coach say that before. Let's get it, the base. It doesn't matter that it's true. It, right you, there,
2: you, you should not be the one saying that. No, right. like, uh, Let fans, people in the media say the that media for you. Let the fans that. say that. But you're the coach. The coach I, I think it's a bad
1: message. With what's in the room, like that's it. Next, next question.
0: Yeah we did have some responses from that poll of just people that wrote in one guy, um, Ryan hockey, 88 just asked podcast tonight with a question mark. I just wrote back. Um, uh, we actually postponed tonight's show until tomorrow. I think a data regroup is a good thing. Otherwise the show's is just going to be an hour of anger for sure. A new one will be up tomorrow night. Somebody else, uh, top, top titty 12 said oh, about yeah. the Lindy Ruff firing, please make this happen. We really have no control over it, but we'll try. um, Let's you see. got it, Top Titty. PBJ Heischer, Uh, mm-hmm. obvious answer, gone. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we have... All right, so... At Jeff3Shift writes, the team is soft, and I thought they that showed big time versus Carolina last year in the playoffs. A new That's coach true. right now would start behind the eight ball, inheriting half a squad. So... I I wrote. Get it? I get it. I don't know. A lineup that includes Heischer, Brat, Mercer, McLeod, Meyer, Luke Hughes, etc., should be a hard out every night. A new coach isn't a fix-all, but what's happening now cannot continue. He wrote, Luke and Nemec are the future, but they're just kids right now, and goalie play has been ugly. I love our team, and a new direction/slash coach is probably happening soon. Yeah, Um think he's right. Yeah, and I wrote, he wrote about the, the the injuries. I said yes, but at some point, the injuries can't be an excuse for piss poor compete and execution. Whatever rough is selling, I think this team might be done buying it, um, and that's kind of where it, it seems. So we, we had a little back and forth with some of our listeners, who we absolutely think the world of. You guys are awesome, yes, and you know our listeners. Points. Yeah. And our listeners that do, we don't look, we don't have this giant social media presence. We're not everywhere. Like a lot of these other podcasts and stuff, but the little bit that we do have, I do really enjoy our, our listeners that reach out to us. They're thoughtful. They're smart. You know, we don't get into arguments and this and that, like, it's just, and I'm fine arguing, you know, somebody has a point, but it just seems like our listeners are very, just very fucking cool. And I appreciate that. But like
1: like you said, knowledgeable and fair. And a lot of them will just, they flat out have a different view than us. I mean, as a group, sometimes we have different views amongst each other, but uh, it it never gets to a level that seems, you know, chaotic in any way. It's just, hey, this is my view and this is your view. And that's really cool because it really does show that they're, you know, they're fans, they're fans of the game, you know, too. And they can really just sit down and have a logical discussion. So it's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. And I get why, you know, like it, look knee jerk reactions don't really fix things. firing the coach is not necessarily gonna fix things, but you gotta you gotta make moves you gotta do something. I can't imagine who really wants to take this team on at this point you know I mean the time to make that move would have been last year, but you you have to do something now I mean I don't even know who's out there for us who well, who would be a good fit. Have you guys seen anybody you're interested
0: in well i I do just to back up real quick. I disagree Mm -hmm. with you on the, I don't know if anybody would be willing, like would want this team. Like if I'm a a guy sitting, if I'm a coach sitting outside looking in and I'm trying to get back into the NHL or whatever, or get promoted, or whatever it is, I look at this devil's team, this underperforming talent laden team. And I, you know, you have to have the mindset of, I can fix that. You know, we see it all the time. You know, this is how these guys, these people get into these positions. You know, they, they, you have to look at this team and say, I can get these guys into the playoffs. I can make a deep run with this team. And that's, you know, just a new voice can do a whole lot. Who's out there? I don't know. Um, Lambert, apparently, Uh, you know, he was just (laughs) fired. But, you know, I I don't, I don't know. Maybe you make a call to Craig Berube. I mean, he would be the guy that I would, think you know he's a harder hand uh he's gonna kind of lay the law down he's not gonna put up with any shit uh and I think that's what this team needs I think this team you know needs a big smack upside the head you know
1: we touched on this probably months ago right about the type of coach that you have at certain points in your Mm -hmm. organization and up until maybe the floundering a little bit this year rough at least for me and I know Tony as well I thought it was still maybe the right guy up until this point, we didn't foresee exactly how this season was going to go, but I think we did maybe jump faster into that level of play where they need that hard ass coach. Kind of like we saw with the Devils when they were winning their cups, like at, at one, you know, like when a Pat Burns comes in, right? It's just a polar opposite, you know, of what we had before, and that worked. And maybe this team does need.
0: But then like that. you go back to two thousand, right? And that was the complete opposite. The complete opposite. You had yeah, Robbie yeah. Futurak, who had a very hard hand and you had a team that was basically a veteran laden team that was saying, we don't fucking need you to be up our ass 24 seven here. We know what we're doing yeah. and uh, they weren't responding to him. And you bring in a player coach like Larry Robinson right. who other than, you know, doesn't his, his career speaks for itself. Plus the players were already pretty, familiar with him from his time as the assistant coach under la um and he comes in and he just kind of settles the ship and says yeah you're right you guys do know what you're doing and go out there and play your game and i'm just going to kind of pull the strings from the back from the distance and let's see what we can do yeah. uh this team much now- more
2: dispassionate than fatoric fatoric was right. using shit on a daily basis right and it didn't fit the team anymore uh, you're right. This is the exact opposite. I mean, these guys don't know what they're doing. That's not the experienced team that the Devils were at that point, and uh, they have all the potential in the world. They do need somebody who can, you know, uh, teach, be a teaching coach as well as demand the professionalism they want. I mean, Lindy's whole, you know, position was he's going to give these guys some confidence, give them some idea how to play together. And I think he was largely successful with that last year. At least the team he had around him was. Um, But, I mean, now it's time to, like, really develop that winning ethic. And I don't know how much uh, there's anything left in the tank for Lindy to give with that. So we want somebody who's going to develop a work ethic more than, like, okay, guys,
0: this is your car, you drive it. Uh, they can't drive the car. Yeah, <laughs> no, they can't drive the car. And it's a souped-up car, and it goes really fast, and it's a really good car, but they have nobody to drive it.
1: And You bring somebody in that can reformulate like the defensive structure with the puck and then, of course, make sure they have that compete ready to go at all times, that kind of mindset – you just kinda of teach it from that side out. Once you get in the offensive zone, we've got so many skilled, talented guys that right. kinda of play the way they want to play anyway, as far as like Jack, you know, move around swing around, just for Brad. They're not gonna change their game. So that's the easy part of this. It's teaching them what to do, like, with the puck and without the puck. And then just the thing that drives us the most mad is probably, you know, their starts. Yeah. Unexcusable. It does doesn't not- make sense how you can't be up for some of these games or any game.
0: You're you're a National Hockey League player, one of very few uh, you should just be up. You're looking at you're looking up into the standings. You see that the, there's a playoff spot with your name on it. It's not that far out of reach, right. and you are probably for you know better than quite a few of those teams ahead of you, but yet you're still chasing them and you come out and play the type of game in front of your home fucking fans that spent a shitload of money on a Saturday night to go and celebrate Sergey Breland and watch the Devils have a good game against Dallas. And that's what you do? That's, that's seriously – I mean, this is all an indictment on Lindy Ruff. And and that's uh, the
1: key right there, But like a good game. I don't think anyone would fault this team if they battled their ass off and lost – five to four, five through, whatever, whatever the score would be, as long as it looked like they were with it and realizing this is a top tier team. We are are supposed to be a top tier team and we want to beat this team.
0: Yeah. I mean, at at this point, if they don't make any changes, you're not going to make the playoffs and this bad season can end up setting everything that you put, all the wheels that were put in motion last year, it can set us back quite a few years.
2: Yeah, I think um, so. It could be real danger. And, you know, like the injuries are an excuse to an extent. I think right now what's fair to say is the injuries uh, are responsible for this team, uh, you know, not being able to safely limp into the playoffs and go away quickly because right. that's not – they weren't prepared to do anything else with the work ethic uh, that they have right now. And, and, you know, scoring when it's easy and, and, and the, the the goals that we were getting – from guys uh, when we didn't necessarily need them. We're not getting those now. Uh, we weren't getting the, the, the goals that you really need to dig down deep on a regular basis when all those guys were in the lineup either. We never had, any at any point this season, a run with a uh, really good work ethic where night after night they were finding a way to win. Yep. That was the story last year. They would find a, a new way to win if they needed to. Uh, it wasn't just a streak. They had a really good winning percentage the whole way through. And, uh, you know, the injuries only speak for so much. They just don't have that compete. They don't have
1: that. Listen, I mean, yeah, any, any team with this level of injury to this type of these types of players will accumulate less points during the time frame. It It's not an excuse. It's It's a reality. That's true. The problem is this team, though, is so talented. The next man up is another superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just go out there. And do your job. And I know maybe, okay, you're used to playing with Jack, you know, like Tafoli. So maybe he's feeling a little lost out there. Maybe. I don't know what it was. He he went dry for what seems like forever. He's still on pace to have 30-something goals. It's not like he's a bust. Um, But maybe it does change his game a little bit. But we have the players to overcome it. Now, the defense is getting a little weak right now. They've taken a big hit. I get that. But still, a little bit of structure and a little bit of compete.
0: And we're not talking this way. I mean, look. You Anybody that thinks that Jack Hughes coming back into this lineup is going to be a cure-all, you're wrong because it doesn't matter who's in there. If you are playing this lackadaisical and without with this little compete and effort, I don't care if you have Jack Hughes, Leon Drysaddle, Sidney Crosby, and Connor McDavid. You're not going to win. You're not going to keep the puck out of your own net, um, and this is just a problem. And, yeah, the defense is – you know, when we – we weren't expecting, you know, Nemec was sent down in the beginning. He would not be up here if we didn't have the injury to Hamilton. All right. But Hamilton wasn't playing great. Siegenthaler, yeah, we miss him. He's gone. But he wasn't playing great. Marino completely forgot how to play this year. I mean, okay. it's one good game and four bad games. The kids are doing. You consistency to any consistency, no. consistency the, at all. No. And the kids are doing everything that you expected them to do and more. And that's good and bad. Okay, the mistakes think- that we all said in the summertime. Look, we're going to have those mistakes on yeah. the blue line with the young guys. Yeah, we're getting those mistakes. I think Ball has been, you know, if anything, above expectations. I think Ball's played well. I thought Colin Miller. I think Colin Miller's played really well. I think um, I think Luke and Simone Nemec. I couldn't ask for more from these two rookies coming in and they should doing. Just
1: be sheltered a little more. Someone help cover up their mistakes. Right, this is what you're going to get with these two kids as they learn to be they're going to be superstars in their own right. Absolutely. So you need that veteran presence to help cover up the shit that's going to happen.
0: And, you know, even the veterans, when they were in, weren't doing that. You know, uh-huh. I thought Cal Foot played good the last two games. Um, like you guy. know, I thought last night, he's gotten a little bit of penalty co- trouble. Some of them were bullshit calls that cross check in the small, of the back, it was really nothing. And they called a two minute on him. but I'd like how he's playing. And then, They brought in, uh, they they brought up the kid that we traded that came over with Timo Meyer, Hataka, what's his name? Um, Yeah, Hataka. And he's just sitting on the bench. Yep. Like, why are we not getting this kid into play? Um, You know, I don't know. I just, I I just can't figure things out. But
1: it's the theme we've had all year. This is just a very hard year to figure out, um, you know, positively, And negatively, you can look at the same stat, and that is for some unknown reason, we are still within like two points of a playoff spot with a game in hand on the closest team we're chasing, who I think might have won tonight. So maybe it's more. Um, And that's great news because, like I've said, I just don't believe we can. Every time I say I don't think we can play any worse, we have a game like that. That one being the worst. I know. I keep thinking
2: year. this is got to be the low point of the season because if we're gonna have any kind of you know make any noise, we can't keep doing this. This must be the low point of the season where we just you know look back on it and say that was a low, but we keep finding new lows. You know, but that's yeah. the
1: positive of it, right? I think I said it last show too. I gave it like the numbers. I said the numbers say mm-hmm. this is this is still a relatively positive situation. You know, the reverse of that is that. We've been two, three points out of that playoff spot for two months now. We can't yep. climb the two points we need to just be there for a few days. And that is really troubling. That's why my biggest uh-huh. problem was that Canadians game. That had yeah. everything. That wasn't That's just, it. and I know that the seating doesn't really matter, but that wasn't just, ooh, if we win, we just get into eighth. That was like jumping three teams at that point. It's you like the crown like is yours. you know. third just in the division. It. And it just, it's like that didn't matter to them.
0: I know. Nice segue, Dan. Thank you. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. And this week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. And new customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Dan, you want to throw the uh, tagline out? crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. hmm So, you guys, I mean, I can see them going out and winning tomorrow against the, the Golden Knights. mm mm-hmm. And then just going and doing, you know, the exact same thing that they've been doing, you know, and and look like crap against Carolina or Tampa or both. And I can also see us getting routed these next three games. Um, But, you know, Bobby, what you were just saying about where we are in the standings and how, you know, nobody has kind of taken one of those spots and said, we're not going anywhere. I mean, even the Rangers right now are dipping a little and they're not.
1: 58. Points, yeah, Liars lost two straight, and they're at fifty six. All of a sudden, they're they're literally both within reach.
0: Yeah, in a hot streak. And and that's it in a hot streak. Like if you go out of a, a ten game stretch, and I know there's only forty left, less than that, but it, you know you take a ten game stretch, go eight and and you know eight one and one or eight two and zero oh, yeah. in a ten game stretch, you're going to be right there. So that's why I think Tom Fitzgerald needs to do something now. And I still think you go out and trade for a defenseman. I think if you can get your hands on a goalie, Mark andre Fleury or Jacob Markstrom or somebody of that stature, go for it and then get a new head coach. In. I, I think that those are the three things that I would do right now if I was, if I was running this team and let the chips fall where they may. And if it all backfires and Fitzgerald ends up losing his job, at least you go out with a bang, you know, because if they don't make the playoffs this year or they just completely crap the bed and, you know, he ends up losing his job anyway and he doesn't do anything. I mean, at least take a fucking swing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's past the point of saying what we're building here. It's it's you know, it's nowhere near its final form. So you guys are just going to have to wait and be patient. I'm sorry. You call it a victim of your success last year if you want. But yeah, it's the team is just too damn good to get these results. And it's just, I don't care what you think you're building or not. You got too good of a team uh, on paper uh, to get this kind of output.
1: You know, I have a feeling might happen, especially in lieu of letting the coach go. I think we might have one of these situations where we have like a blockbuster trade. You never saw coming like superstar level, like kind of like the Kachuk trade, like a couple of years ago, just because you got a couple of guys that, aren't working. And it's hard for me to even say this because it's very early. Like you talk about a Timo Meyer or a Jesper Brad, but we've got several guys and I don't know who this would be for I'm just saying it something does need to change. And one of those things could be, we don't know where to seat these guys. Like it's not working. Like it wouldn't surprise me. And it would probably happen over the summer, of course, where you'd get one of those true elite level. Wow. That's a real shocking trade, you know, big gun for big gun because a solid defenseman is going to help out. You know, structure. A lot of things are going to help out, but I'm starting to think that just the makeup of this group of forwards isn't going to gel when you when you don't know where to play a guy like Timo Meyer after you acquired him to be a top six guy. Like he needs to be a top. I agree six guy. with
0: you. I, I do. I do think that you owe it to the team to at least get another uh, guy in there, like a new head coach, to at least try and and fix this sure. and at least it's so hard to believe it, that you can't get these pieces
2: to work together better than they are i mean well, i i know we all identified a lack of grit as part of a problem early on so to that point i get how yeah maybe this isn't the grittiest combination of people you could put together it's hard to to get that but i mean look at all these i mean even his uh you know boggle type of uh you know let's just roll the dice and make whatever lies we want. That, that should have better results than it's had. I mean,
0: I think that's a problem. I think that is a problem. And I know it has, I know a lot of it does have to do with the injuries right now, you know, and and people mm-hmm. aren't slotted where they need to be. And maybe, you know, when Brendan Smith comes back and Timo kind of gets going a little bit, maybe that grit will come into play a little bit more, but there's just no excuse for Jesper Bratt disappearing you know, Dawson Mercer disappearing, Tyler Toffoli disappearing, Nico Heisher trying to do everything. And, you know, just, you know, Andre Pilat not being there, Jack Hughes not being there. I get it. The injuries are an issue. But still, with a team like this, they should be able to win games or at well, least They're all
1: disappearing at the same time. It's yeah. not the next guy. It's not just for Brett saying all right i'm I'm gonna take this for this week like I got this follow me boys or or Timo Meyer or Dawson Mercer or Tefoli, or anybody
0: jesper just- bratt is a guy with a huge upside with a reasonable contract okay you know you're talking about a big move maybe in the summertime. why not a guy like Jasper bratt I'd be fine with trading Jasper bratt I'd be fine at this point with trading anybody who's not named Hughes. Or Dawes at this point. Nemec. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's, Nemec. That's,
1: that's the four names that – other than that, I don't really Are you really playing care. with change? Not me.
0: I was like, like hearing – yeah. Change is I mean, I don't want to see any of those guys go right now. I don't want to, you know, blow the whole thing up because I think it's extremely fixable.
1: But you have not either. It was just, it occurred to me this could be one of those situations where you really are blown away by the magnitude of a trade simply because you got two teams way below their expectations that go, something's broken. We don't, I mean, this is just one turn we're going to take. I mean, it happens. It's rare. I'm not advocating for it. I believe this forward group, this core, can be set in the right order with the right lines. And we can prosper. It's just, That's just I'm something I waiting.
0: Something I really want to see. And maybe we won't even see it this year because maybe Palat won't be back. And who knows who's going to be out next. But I want to just see steady lines. I want to know that, you know, when you go and play the Devils, a team should know that those first three lines and, and you know who's on them. Okay, you know that you're going to deal with Palat, Heischer, Mercer on line 1 and Meyer, Toffoli, and Brat uh, I mean uh, Hughes on line 2 or whatever and just know where they are and just have dominant lines and just guys that can play well with each other and feed off of each other That's what and we I kind feel of like expected this year. We, we literally,
1: literally talked ha- about that on last night's game and they were defining the stars and I said out loud and I'm like that was supposed to be us too. Mm-hmm. Those right. three killer forward lines and then yeah. that awesome fourth line just hasn't happened and then you look at what happens we got destroyed by the team that was built the way we thought we were going to be built
0: yeah you're right you're right and right on and right they're on. veterans i mean they're, like they're an older team and we are awesome. still an extremely wet behind the ears team but there's no excuse for how this team's playing right now like it, you know you watch a, a fucking chicago blackhawk game they're not a good team but most nights they're out there competing and most nights, you you know, if they if they are in a game, you know, they're making you really. They're not an easy out on uh, on a lot of nights. We are, like, we're we're supposed to be so much better than this. And again, I know guys, people like to say, "Oh, maybe we overachieved last year." I don't buy it. I just think we are completely underachieving this year. I think there is a difference
1: when we were out of it early in years past, like legitimately, mathematically early. And you know, you take that pride of being the team that like stops your rival from going. Like, even though they still lost half the time, they played. Yeah. Like, they played to like, and they had nothing to play for other than pride.
2: Softest softest year uh, in memory. Is that fair to say? Especially oh, when you. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, we, we needed a grittier team to come out and, and improve on last year. We've somehow become softer and through injury, and thought, through I coaching, whatever
1: a little bit here and there that would total yes. a sum that would be relevant to that. And right. it doesn't seem to have happened. And the biggest issue is, Chris, you've brought this up number of times. Like if any one thing goes wrong, they fall behind. Now that stares defiantly in the face of the most amount of comebacks that we have. Right. But I'm really getting kind of tired of seeing that stat to me. It's a bullshit. you Right. nothing. Right, comeback win. It was we give up the, the fucking experience. first
0: goal all the time, so we yeah. tie it up in the it, you know ten minutes later, and we back win the if game. I'm
1: losing going into the third. Like right, I don't that's hear a, a comeback. comeback. So how many of those are actual comebacks this year? Maybe three versus last year, a bunch. Yeah. Like we literally came back late
2: they were Boston. always skating hard and playing hard. They were going to have. More valuable comebacks than than what so, yeah. we're claiming this year. And then the other thing is the letting up goals in bunches. We're doing that and that is not the mark of a winner. And we did not do that last year. You know, there's very few multi-goal collapses, you know, where we let in three goals in half a period or less. Uh that's like that's very common this year.
1: That's where I want those Michael I want a Michael McLeod on every line or I want I want six Michael McLeods in my last two lines. So if they score a goal, just send them out there. Yeah. Don't, don't let anything happen for one minute. Let's just settle down. Yep. That, very that bad next
0: bad. shift is the most important, uh, and they fail miserably time after time on that, you know, right after a goal. But it's almost on an hour. We have bitched, and we've... So let's end the show on a little bit of positivity. We did whoop Columbus on Friday night. Yep. And I want to just touch on... Vitek Vanacek, what did you think of his start, Uh, Dan?
2: He was good. He was damn good uh, in that start. Um, I was happy for him because I know he's capable of good output. The question has been consistency. The question has been coming through in a close game. And this was one of the ones that he could point to with pride because he was good in that game. He was very good. The the last goal was just kind of a weird – deflection seeing I, he basically had a one goal game and it wasn't a bad goal we well, did and have he a one had, goal game right it was 4-1 no. I think it was 4-2 they had, there was a garbage goal at the end but it doesn't
1: matter oh, no, wait. They, they took it, off no it was 4-1 they, they took it, it, off it they the did board. take that one off it was off sides okay.
2: okay good well yeah it's the, you know, either way the point was he played a great game he he held them down so that the devils had the chance to run it up on them and, um and it wasn't like they we gave him no chances uh I know early on he let the first shot of so the game. That's what I was just going to say. And I mean, how did you guys feel that. at that
0: point? Like, well, oh boy, yeah, mean, look a long at
2: it, night. the goal itself. It wasn't like the worst goal in the world, but it, yeah, oh my God, first shot, VTech. Here we go. Long night, exactly. But um, no, he was great. I thought he he performed well. I, you know, do I want him going into the playoffs? No. Right now, do I think we're going to the playoffs? Not necessarily. So, <laughs> you know, like it's not our top concern. Uh, and I do want uh, uh you know to solidify the goalie position at some point i don't know if if, if uh Dawes can with this team if anybody especially young coming up can can do that for you um but um yeah i thought vanacek he did his job i have nothing to complain about with him
0: in what do you think of the uh, blue jacket
1: game bobby uh first of all from a team perspective i thought they did exactly what they were supposed to do you got to go out there you have to beat that team, knowing, of course, that you don't always do that, a la Montreal. But they needed it, and they played great. I thought I loved watching V play that way. Um, reminded me of last year. He was back to making a couple of key, like, circus saves. He was seemed to be in really sound position. Like, he had a great game. Um, I thought it would be a perfect springboard <laughs> for the Dallas game. Um, but alas, you know, we, we already covered – what what happened there but overall i mean they did their job they did what they were supposed to do good on vtech hopefully it helps his confidence we do need him going forward i've said numerous times that that same goalie is still in there i always say that like the, yeah. the same goalie that made all those saves last year he's there um just again it's like i'm tired of waiting i don't understand why so hopefully his next start whenever that is and for me i don't know that he would get one before the all-star break but um i'm sure he will um hopefully he Plays a lot better. Nobody here is rooting for VTech to be bad. Let's make sure all our listeners know that, all the fans know that. Like, if VTech returns to form, we're not going to complain and be like, oh, we really wanted to see Dawes do well. No, we're going to take the hot hand and say, thank you, let's go. So hopefully um, this is something to work off of. But it's not – it didn't – the switch didn't flip. He's not not ready all of a sudden.
0: I know that the Blue Jackets aren't the stars, not by any stretch, but they – they played well. Um, they helped V out, uh, defensively, you know, they were, they were really strong on the boards. They were strong on 50, 50, battles. They were, you know, they did a lot of really good things and they got rewarded for it. They scored four goals and only allowed one, which I don't know how many times that's happened this year that we only allowed one goal. I, I think there's, it's gotta be less than five, I would think. Right. Um, so, you know, that Recently, was really, we've had
1: more, but for the most part, it took and a we've
0: been time. able to, you know, we were able to roll four lines uh, consistently. So, you know, the team was as a team rested. So yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like that is a great springboard to go into this home game. It's the Breland night uh, against a really good stars team. That's why it was just so disappointing that that was the effort that you got, but you know, that again, you know, the team that played Columbus, they're in there. Like they didn't, That wasn't the team we saw against Dallas. That game would have been a hell of a lot closer if that was the team. So whatever is, you know, and that's why I I will keep going back to Lindy Ruff on this. Like it is his job to navigate this team through injuries, to get them to play, uh, to put them in the best possible situation to be successful. And when your head coach is asked, what do you take away from the first half of this season? And your response is we've had a lot of injuries. I would have fired him then and there. I would have said, called him up to my office and said, that's what you get out of the first 41 games. We've had a lot of injuries and not even expand on it. Like, yes, we had a lot of injuries, but you know what? I really like some of our guys that have come up. I like, you know, the whatever you find positives and you talk about that and things to build on for the second half of the season. You don't just shun a reporter and say we've had a lot of injuries. Uh, I mean, that's just, again, it's baked in excuses. Like, dude, that's not how we fucking do shit here. I think
1: what's happening here is there's a there's a level of control that he's losing in the things he's saying to the media, which are coming out way wrong. Okay, you have a script of the things you're supposed to say and shouldn't say, and the rest stays in the locker room. But he also went on to say yesterday that we played a good game.
0: And was he I understand- talking about the stars?
1: Yes. No. Was he actually
0: talking, he was about, actually the talking about the stars?
1: About the stars and. I I understand. Did he forget he coached us, not them? Right. The point that he was trying to make in maybe certain points of the game where we were doing well in the beginning, where we fought back at the end. But no, we didn't play a good game. We didn't play anywhere near a good game. He was trying to spin it, maybe actually trying to protect the players uh, for the first time, take a little heat off of them. I don't know. But my point is, in the last couple of weeks, as things have heated up, he doesn't seem to be handling the heat, the pressure. He's saying pretty ridiculous things to people who aren't buying it. You know, don't tell me uh, the game within the game we played better than the stars we just lost. Because that's bullshit. Right. We didn't lose 4-3 to three on a really tight contested game. We got our doors blown off. And if you look at just the pattern in the last couple of weeks and the way we've lost, it, it is alarming. You, you can't go from beating the Panthers the way we did, stopping their streak, stopping arguably the hottest team in the NHL, to shitting a brick against Boston. Now, on its own, you could say, all right, won a good game against a great team, lost a good game against a great team. But then what happens is it keeps trickling down the line. You lost to the Habs team you should have beat. You beat you know the Blue Jackets team you should have beat, and then Dallas. So it's just – in, in totality, you just start to look and be like, the pattern here is not positive. The pattern is right. going the Here's other Here's the way.
2: other thing, too. Like He's watching this team, and for all the good they do, aren't you upset with the consistency? Yeah. yeah. Like the, the, the only word I got for the first half of the season is it's unacceptable. It's just you, you can't have that level of inconsistency. Uh, in a nightly basis, we're not playing 60 minutes. Um, they're not always giving you their hardest effort. When you see guys pull up, when you see, you know, I, I'm sorry. I just, I cannot sit there and tell you that, well, we've, we did a lot of good things. That's, that might be something I would say to myself about what I'm going to not throw out with the bathwater, you know, like I, I, what, what elements am I going to keep in this game, but outwardly to the public. And, you know, if you're saying this to the public, what do the players say to themselves after a shift? Well, I did some things good, you know, like it's filters down. It's, it's gotta be a, a message that uh, the whole team's buying into that, you know, mediocrity is not acceptable. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys are all professionals. You got a great group together. Uh, I don't want to hear that. We did a lot of things, right. We just didn't, ha- we didn't play hard enough to win. Oh, well.
0: That's yeah. what you say to the Columbus blue jackets. That's what you say to the Montreal Canadians, Chicago, Blackhawks, San Jose sharks, you know, we're supposed to be competing for a Stanley cup this year. Um, you know, Vegas odds. Everything had us right up there, top four or five teams in the league to compete for a Stanley Cup. So you yeah, can't it's not find the
1: fans wearing the emotion on their sleeve. No, these, these were analysts. These were professionals.
0: And and listen, if it wasn't that way, I don't know if I would have been that high on this team going into this year as much as I was. But because the hype coming from the books and coming from analysts and stuff was so much, I was kind of buying in a lot. You know, with wow, maybe they you know, maybe these guys really are ready to go win a cup. Um, But the way they're playing now, they absolutely aren't. Um, You know, I I just, I just think change has got to get made and it's got to get made soon because they are going to run out of fucking time. And, you know, we're going to be like Buffalo last year and we're going to miss the playoffs by a point or something ridiculous like that. Um, No. So let me ask
1: you a question, Chris. Yeah. So obviously Lou Amarillo just pulled, pulled the trigger, right. And you got Patrick Wall in there, I think, we all agree if this were a Lou Lamorello
0: team, hmm. how
1: long ago would Lindy have been let go?
0: I think it would be right around now. You do? Okay. Yeah, I do. I think it'd be right around now. I think Lou would have stuck with the them. I think. Of benefit of the doubt for the time. And I also think Lou would have been a lot more vocal about things as far as him in, in the media. I think he would have been asking, you know, Lou was always kind of, you know, available to media and stuff uh, when he was with us. I think he would have, you know, made it clear that things have to change and that, you know, uh, he would have been firing warning signs basically. Yes. He he would have been firing some warning signs. I don't know if he would ever gone for a guy like Ruff in the first place. That's a good point. That's a very good point. You know, Lou was always more on the hard ass type uh, Mm -hmm. of coach. Um, But yeah, he definitely would have pulled the trigger. I don't, I'll be honest with you. There's, I go through these general managers right now and you talk about the expectations the devils had coming into this season, how they've fallen so short of that thus far. I think Lindy Ruff was fired from a lot of fucking teams. You know,
2: I, I I just, I don't understand any big market team for sure. He's gone already. If it was a big market team with a lot of media on it. Um, And then I think, yeah, most teams would be like, come on, man. This is a, I, I said it, I think last week that this, I think is the the worst underperforming team in the NHL this year.
0: I mean, they're right there. Uh, I'm not saying they're playing
2: worse than everybody. I'm saying versus expectations.
0: You know, maybe Buffalo, the, Ottawa, teams like that, that, but, but we, but they were just, we had they really were, they, right their left, expectations so yeah. were just to make the playoffs, you know, right. and right. they're falling short. So are they, we, our expectation was, you know, a Eastern conference championship yeah. yeah. and Eastern conference final. And now we're, we're outside looking in. It's unacceptable on every level. And yeah, you got it. Now we're talking about the change of coach and all this other stuff. You talk about Lula Lamorella. He apparently had this bullet loaded for a while because Obviously. he fires Lambert and you hired Patrick Wilde right away. There wasn't a interim head coach and then something like that. He, he went, said, I, I kind of the that move. To I like, like that guy. I like it too.
2: That's the, that's the other thing. I don't know, like, will we turn the team over to Travis Green? See no. what happens. Like, that's what I don't want. Like,
0: I don't no. want anyone that's on this Another staff right David now. David Nazardine era, you know, like, yeah. what's, what's the point of that? I don't even want Kevin Denineen from Just, Utica. Like, don't I even don't bring, bring him up. Like, he, he, like Tom Fitzgerald right now should be on the phone with three or four or five guys that he thinks should take over this team. And you try and put it together. And, okay, you can start right after Saturday. We got a week week and a half before the, game, the games kick in again, that's fire Lindy and get the new guy in and let's see what happens. Now, I don't know. Is that going to upset Jack Hughes? He apparently loves Lindy Ruff, but you know, they can go to the all-star game and complain about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. They can get over it. I mean, this is about winning. Mm. It's what it boils down to. And just sit here, like I said, this close, you know, two points out for the last month and a half, two months. So right. I just grab the goddamn seat. Like, what are you yeah. waiting
0: for? Shit or get uh, off the pot. Yeah. Well, we what do you guys used think that as a line? So we can yeah. that for the show. No, we'll come up with a different title. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Boy, this season's been rough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done something like that too. Anyway, um, we're gonna wrap it up, but real quick, what are your serious expectations, or what do you honestly think? Tomorrow night, Vegas, the champs, coming into our building. Do the Devils respond with another piss-poor effort, or are they going to actually come out to play? I'm going to go with my
2: heart on this just for the sake that I know you're going to be there, and I want you to see a good one. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and I think they come out with a 2 nothing shutout. Devils win. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'll take a 2-0 shutout. Wild optimism. Wild. Yeah, reckless. I think
1: they are going to grit this one out in a way that's going to make you really proud. You know what I mean? Like this is um, – they're going to come to play. And I, I think that maybe, you know, he going to step it up too in his leadership role. So, yeah, I think we're going to get a gritty win.
0: All right. I just want to see – and this is how low my bar is. I just want to see a goal. I just want to be able to cheer. I understand, on. understand, dude. Yep. And that's it. Because the way that they've been playing, that's not a guarantee. So, yeah, score early and often. That's what I would take away. But, you know, this is a tough game. And the the Knights are up and down. They've been down. They're just starting to kind of get back on their groove and play well. Um, But, again, it's a winnable game. There's nobody in the NHL that play the Devils. It's not a winnable game. There's nobody. It's just, you know, whether or not they're going to fucking show up. Yeah. You know? So. Well,
1: I thought you were getting them. uh, I felt like they were – like falling off a little bit, but they're six and four in the last 10. They won their last three. Yeah, so they're, won di- three, they're only going to win three out of four.
0: So there you go. Okay. I'll take it. Gonna win. It's going to be a tough game. Um, You know what, though? It's my, my son's first devil game, first hockey game. So he's really excited. So I'm I'm just excited yeah, to head hope they up there. blow their doors off then. That would be nice. That would be nice, right? A seven nothing devil win. That, would, Can that you make would be it seven
1: something. one, I don't want Dan getting the point.
0: No, nah, right, I so want seriously. to shut out. I want to shut out. I it's about time. Yeah. They could finally stop fucking picking it. I'll allow it. That'd be great. (laughs) You can finally Next bet will be two shutouts in the next week. There you go. Um, Which, you know, you'd probably be winning in points if Marty was still our, our goalie. That's right. Um, you know, but
1: second place. And you've done that prediction every week. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back on the board. Um, well, we'll see how it goes. But listen, anybody checking us out, uh, listeners, uh, please drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Who would you hire for a head coach? What do you think the devil should do? Is this season hopeless? Did they underachieve, overachieve last year or are they underachieving this year? Very curious of what you guys think. Um, drop us a line, UnclePuckers at com, Or, of course, you can reach us on X. Uh, and DM us at any time. Wherever you're listening to us, a five-star review, a positive comment, a like, a download, a subscription it goes a long way to help us promote the Uncle Pucker Devil podcast. For Bobby and Dan, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Puck is out. Very bye, bye. Good to today.
2: Oh, no. is it like? Today? Wake up, everybody. What? There we
0: go. You made it louder. <laughs> It's over, Johnny. It's over.